0: Hello, this is episode 29.5 of the Never Heard of It podcast. I'm Sean Harwell, and I'm joined today, as always, by
1: Craig Moorhead. That's right. (laughs) Craig Moorhead, co-host of Never Heard of It, the podcast in which we talk about movies. Now, today, we're having a mini, this is another uh, mini episode of ours. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about stuff you have heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, some interesting uh, stories in the in the movie sphere. And then we'll talk about box office and make horrible predictions based on absolutely nothing.
0: you got to get excited for that.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's going to be
0: good. It is. Um, Craig, I recently watched a movie called In Cold Blood. Have you ever seen In Cold Blood before? I've never seen it and I've never read the book. Well, if you don't know... The book that Craig's talking about, it was written by Truman Capote. I, I would put it in my top five books of all time, personally. If mm-hmm. you're into procedurals at all, uh, it's, it's the granddaddy of all procedurals. I think it was, it was noted for being one of the first kind of uses of the term, which Capote himself, I think, coined creative nonfiction uh, mm-hmm. or the nonfiction novel. And it tells the story of a pretty horrific and fairly random murder of an entire family in Kansas in 1959. Uh, the movie was done in '67, directed by Richard Brooks, and is kind of um, notable, I think, at this point mainly because it stars Mr. Beretta, Robert Blake, who himself was convicted of murder. Um, but way before that, they made this movie and. It's out on Criterion. It's it's a great movie. I, I really enjoyed it, even having read the book and kind of knowing what to expect. Uh, the structure of it is a little different, and and I thought really well done. Looks great. Some great black and white cinematography. Really stunning performances by Mr. Blake and Scott Wilson as the other murderer. And one of the things I, I noticed watching it, I think they had the trailer on the disc, and I I know you did check this out because this is kind of an amazing trailer. We'll post this. But in essence, the entire trailer is selling you on the fact that this movie is so authentic, you won't believe it. So authentic, in fact, that they filmed in the actual bus station where Robert Blake got off the bus. The actual killer got off the bus and met the other guy. And they actually filmed in the house where the family was killed. And they actually used seven of the real 12 jurors from the trial in the movie. Um, Hey, I thought that was amazing because... I don't know, Craig. What do you think? I I can't imagine this ever happening today. Now. Oh, no, no, no. A movie like that. I mean, even if they did... You know, it's like... If they went to some of these same locations, they're not going (laughs) to... The trailer would not... I mean, you would find nothing saying, like, we filmed where these people died. Yeah. It's really crazy.
1: It's interesting because I feel like... You know, uh, uh, I, I feel like we are definitely in an age of outrage, and I feel like if you made a movie like that, there would be so much outrage from somewhere mm-hmm. that it would just be completely counterproductive to your whole marketing thing. Uh, it would just it would just be ghoulish, and and you know why would you know I, I I don't know I feel like it would just come off tainted in a way in a weird way. Whereas with In Cold Blood, it was, I mean, that just wasn't necessarily something that had ever been done before, I I assume.
0: I I guess not. And I I think it was such a big case and such a phenomenon in this novel that this was maybe a logical next step. It's Okay, you've read the book. You've seen the news. You know so much about this story at this point. But we're gonna take you. We're gonna recreate it in the house where these people died, and right. yeah, it's easy to look at that as like a really cynical, cold thing to do, yeah. and yet, I don't know. I thought it was kind of fascinating, and like even in the trailer itself, it, it describes like the, the, our this generation of you know equably obsessed, entertained, and appalled by violence. You know, and I'm like, well, okay maybe that that necessarily hasn't changed in forty fifty years now, um, yeah, but I also was like, okay, when I saw this, I think this was right around the time of the horrible shootings at the Orlando Nightclub, mm-hmm. and like imagining you know, and look, yeah, seven, eight years from now, somebody might make a movie about that. It would not surprise me at all, yeah. but i don't know, do you think there's any do you think okay here 's the thing that I thought was maybe most interesting that we could talk about as like people trying to like create movies do is there any do you think there's any actual palpable creative value to them going into that place and filming in those places just from the sake of creative of them being on set filming there do you think they gained any any sort of thing any tangible thing that added to the movie
1: i feel like especially the house where it actually happened like i don't think there's anything to the bus station you right. know, like that, I don't see that doing anything for yeah. anybody. I could see like if, if I was an actor in the movie and I was on board with the idea in the first place, like we're going to go shoot in the house where it happened. First of all, I'd check myself, make sure I'm not actually in the plot of a horror movie. But <laughs> right. then as soon as that was cleared up, then I would uh, I, I like I could see that affecting me greatly. For instance, <laughs> I'll share a little story oh, about God. my career. Okay. John. And we can cut it out later. Nope. Uh, we were making a show for Discovery, I believe, and it was, uh, as I remember, it was about people who have been uh, injured somehow, and then uh, taking them to the the trauma unit. I think in Baltimore, that was that's, that's very uh, well known in, in trauma circles. I guess I, I can imagine and, so. Yes. And and, and yeah, exactly. And, and and just like putting them together, uh, putting people back together again. And so I was called upon to play. An, uh, a police officer who got shot. Naturally. Naturally, because mm. you, when you look at me, you think first Cop. of all, police officer, yes, yes. person of authority, <laughs> and then uh, no, but um, but here's what, here's here's uh, how this relates. The my co-stars were the actual cops who were with the guy when he got shot, and I mean. He was he got very badly messed up and he very nearly died in their hands. Wow. And and I'm standing up there and, and like we do this scene of getting shot, you know, 10 or 11 times. <laughs> because they ha- cuz they they're doing all these moves cuz there's all this uh all, all these uh, sort of CG effects that are going to happen, you know, Did later. Did you get squibbed? Started. I had squibs. Yes. Yeah, I, had, I mean I had blood shooting out of me. Awesome. And, and, and I just remember after like take seven or eight, like, like I'm standing up there with these guys who are, who are definitely, by the way, by the way, who are definitely Baltimore police officers. Whereas I am yeah a definitely skinny not. nerd. Right. Uh, but they're super nice to me, but like I can, I can feel them getting living this. Yeah like, yeah. like they're, they're just like every time it's like, okay, let's go again. They're like, Oh God. You know, and they're just yeah. like—I mean—they're seeing their friend just bleed out on on this porch. Like, I'm sure they mm-hmm. were all thinking, like, okay, well, we can do it once. You know, we kind of honor this this friend of ours. You know, but 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 because of that, like, it certainly made me take it a lot more seriously. So, anyway, the whole point—if if I was in the house where those murders happened, that would certainly affect my frame of mind. Um, and it might give me an edge that's that's useful, and it might, you know. I think it probably gives the the audience an edge that's that's kind of useful if you're really I, thinking about yeah. wow, this is really the place where it happened. Um, yeah,
0: I think it's it's an interesting line there because I'm also like thinking in the back of my head like, okay, yeah, you're the actor, you're in that scene, and that's that's good. You're you're literally in this in this place where this happened, but then you look over and you see a dude sitting on an apple box eating M Ms or something, you know, and yeah. it's like, yeah. um <laughs> You know, at the, right. you can't forget that you're making a movie and you're yeah. you're making commerce out of a tragedy, ultimately, in this case. Yes. Um, yeah. So and, you know, I think Capote took some flack for that, too. Um, sure. And certainly that was addressed in, in the movie with Philip Seymour Hoffman a little bit. But um, yeah, I well, don't know, it I'm Addressed
1: in the one with with Toby Jones.
0: I, you know, that's a good question. Infamous? I don't know, because I never yeah. saw it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I only had a room oh, well. in my heart for one Capote movie that year, sadly. I know, it's tough. I like Toby yeah. Jones. I like Sandra Bullock. It just didn't happen for them that year. Uh, yeah. They picked a really, really bad time to make their movie.
1: It was really weird, yeah.
0: Yeah. But... um Yeah, I don't know. So check that out sometime. I definitely recommend both the book and the movie to you, Craig, and to everyone else. And uh, we'll we'll post that trailer, and you guys can chime in if you have any opinions on it. Man, we should go buy some tickets right now to all these movies coming out.
1: Um, um, I'm laying a lot of heavy bets. Yeah. My predictions are rock solid now. I feel like I have a track record
0: mm-hmm.
1: from the well, last few a, weeks.
0: Uh, this is it a good track record?
1: Oh, it's, it's a, let's just leave it at track record. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, enough. let's get into it. So, what do we have opening? Now, we're talking about uh, weekend of September 16th. What's Man, opening
0: this week? Well, we're... Right in the thick of your favorite time of year, uh, you've got 31, the new Rob Zombie movie coming out. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's going head-to-head against Blair Witch, this sort of surprise remake. interesting. That's also dropping. Um, yes. I'm wondering if one of those might get pushed a little bit. Uh, Bridget Jones' baby. She's back for more. She's got bigger pants. And, uh, and she's got a, a, a baby. A, a baby, for the love of Apparently. God. Right. And then the new Oliver Stone flicks uh, about Eric Snowden. Appropriately mm-hmm. titled "Snowden," starring our boy Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Indeed. So, yeah, that's that's some big stuff. I think in the past we've always bet on horror. What are you thinking this yeah. week? Do you break that trend?
1: Uh, that's a tough one. I mean, you know, so so we're in, yeah, we're in the horror, uh, uh, the horror weeks, as you uh, said last week or, or a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know kids are back in school you got a bunch mm-hmm. of college kids all together all they want to do is, is see people get all cut up and bloody <laughs> sure so <laughs> uh wow. adam wingard is the director of blair witch mm-hmm. uh he's he's made some some pretty effective stuff so that could that could be a, a, an interesting one because blair witch still i feel like has a reputation when you bring it up um It'll be interesting to see what happens with that. And I don't know. I don't know if people are interested enough about Snowden to, to turn out in droves. I don't either. So, yeah. Um, I mean, it seems like a good, a good cast. I mean, it's, it's Oliver Stone. I just don't know if people are going to really turn out unless it really starts getting good notices. Now, Bridget, Bridget Jones' diary, that is counter-programming
0: yeah and um, I don't see anything else around that no you know, I mean that, maybe
1: Sully would take some of that
0: maybe maybe yeah. Sully
1: will be super big from the week before, but personally I don't see it so so I'm gonna say this weekend I'm gonna say Bridget Jones baby if it's not number one is at least number two, and if it's not number one i i put uh I put Sully at number one wow, and I'm okay. saying uh Blair which probably comes in third stone comes forth boom
0: now are, are you just completely discrediting the rob zombie movie or do you think that oh that rob zombie no th- yeah but, 31 that's the name of this movie I don't yeah know. i mean i, I can't tell
1: I, I feel like it's going to be a little lower down i i, I don't okay. know if you have a theater count for how wide it's going to be but i feel I like don't. it's probably not going to be super wide um because I
0: yeah, He's got a following as well, you know. He does. He does. But that might split but, some of the the box office between that and Blair Witch, maybe.
1: Maybe, but I feel like Blair Witch is going to be a wide one.
0: I, I think so. And I, whereas I, I
1: think, yeah, thirty one is in is in major cities. Like his his folks will go see it, and he'll make some money. But I don't think it's going to take a lot away from Blair Witch.
0: No, and I, I think you're absolutely right. I think that that still has that name recognition, and I mean, man, that. That movie shook me, that original one. I don't go yeah. to a ton of horror me too. movies in the theater, but it's it definitely worked for me, even with all the hype that was there. So oh, yeah. I'm going to actually pick that as number one, Craig. I'm going to go Blair Witch number one. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to come in with, with Bridget Jones in number two, and then... Oh, man. Uh, I, I think Snowden's going to be a little bit further down, but... I'll say if, if 31 is, is in any sort of decent number count with theaters, I'll, I'll put that in at number three for now.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Not be bad. A very good weekend for scary movies then, if that's the it case. It will
1: be. Yeah. I hope I can actually get out to, to a theater, which I won't because it never happens. But <laughs> but uh, I'll look forward to them when, they, when they're when they on Netflix.
0: Yeah, we'll look forward to hearing what other people have said about them. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. Come tell us if they were good or terrible. and uh, Yeah. We'll we'll enjoy it vicariously through you.
1: Yeah, I think so. Hey, you know what? Here's something interesting. I just want to point out about these last two weekends, September 9th and September 16th, is we have a bit of a family rivalry going on. Uh Uh-oh. And I don't want to make a big deal about it because I'm sure if...
0: Hatfield and uh, McCoys?
1: No, I'm I'm sure (laughs) that that the Eastwoods would be very embarrassed if I brought this up. Okay. And I don't want them to feel embarrassed because I know they're listening. But Sully... The biographical drama that comes out the weekend before, of course, is directed by Clint Eastwood. And Mm -hmm. the next weekend, Snowden by Oliver Stone, biographical thriller. And in that cast, Scott Eastwood.
0: Scott Eastwood, his son. Yeah.
1: So, you know, things got to be tense around the Eastwood farm right now.
0: I think things are always a little tense around the Eastwood
1: farm. (laughs) I do kind of imagine it that way, too. Yeah. I think Clint does a ton of relaxing. You think they just sit and they'll just they'll just gonna sit and squint at each other? I think they for do. like a couple yeah. of weeks, and then uh
0: and then somebody says one or two words, right? And then it's dinner. another couple of weeks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: potatoes. And then they're like, oh, okay, that's settled. They're having. They're sometime in the next three weeks they will have potatoes for dinner. But yeah. then they would just they won't talk to each other again.
1: No, no, that's a movie I'd watch. <laughs> The
0: the Eastwood sitcom is coming to Fox um, (laughs) in January, so we'll we'll tell you more about that when we get into it.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes.
0: Um, As always, Craig enjoyed it. I look forward to seeing exactly how wrong we are with this stuff. Me too. We'll be back uh, next week with another full one. Man, I mean, the hits just keep coming. We've got Frank and Nick from uh, Podcasting Them Softly, Excuse Me, the Great Podcast, stopping in to talk about the Abel Farrar flick. Fear City with Tom Berenger yes. and Billy Dee Williams like what else do you need to know go watch that it is it's online incredible. it's out there yeah it's it's a really interesting experience and we had a great chat with those guys as always
1: yeah yeah and check out their podcast because they are uh they're really uh up in the ante in terms of the guests they're having over there and the interviews they're doing are, are fantastic so yeah, so they just gotta go check it out.
0: Yeah, Todd Phillips was just on there, which is crazy. Um so yeah, yeah kudos to those guys and But then um, you
1: also have guys like like Steve Railsback back they just had on. Yeah, that was a fun list. I mean, they they yeah, they're in a lot of different corners uh, of the industry, so man, check it out.
0: Right. And then they had us on, which is just stupid, so.
1: Yeah, that's that's the bottom of the basement yeah. of things. Like
0: every every six good ones. Eh. And they got one with <laughs> yeah, us. They so.
1: throw out they just phone one in. It's fine.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> um you know what? I'm gonna I'm to give a quick shout out to another podcast as well while I'm thinking of it. Slums of Film History is a really super enjoyable podcast that I'm I'm just got hip to. They've done they break it down into seasons. I think they've done like eight to ten episodes a season. And uh, two dudes that just kind of pick a topic and one takes it one time and the other takes it the other time. It's well researched. They write up, you know, stuff about Uh, things regarding movie history that don't necessarily get talked about, I think in polite companies, the way they described it. So they have not only one episode, but a two parter on bodily fluids in movies. Uh, The first one talking about uh, poop and pee, and then you got puke and jizz Um, following that up. It's great. There's one about, um, you know, Satan. There's, there's, um, God, what did they do? T- uh, toxic Toxicity, like um, Toxic Slime and, and all that kind of stuff from the 80s. Wow. With the Toxic Adventure. It's, it's a really fun podcast. Definitely recommend checking that out.
1: That sounds great. That yeah, sounds it's, fantastic. It, it's yeah. pretty
0: cool. Enjoyed it. Um, but obviously after you've listened to all of our episodes.
1: Yes. Yeah. Not before.
0: I, don't, I feel like I shouldn't have to say that, but I did anyway.
1: No, I think it's important.
0: All right, so go do that, and we'll be back next time, and we will enjoy it.